In the name of the Lord, thank you so much for the beautiful worship. Thank you for being here tonight. I trust everyone had a very happy Labor Day. And I uh, hope, I hope nobody ate too much, but I hope you ate plenty. Amen. Of course, I ate too much, but, uh, but the Lord forgave me and helped me out. But uh, it's good to see everyone. Uh, I know that I told somebody coming in tonight, I said it feels more like July now than it did during July. But uh, enjoy it while you can because the, the fall months, the winter months are on their way. Uh, but we're going to look into the word of the Lord this evening. And I will uh, invite your attention to the book of First Thessalonians, the fifth chapter. And we're going to, uh, we're going to continue our, our study series entitled Blameless. I want to give you just a little bit of background as we, as we look here uh, into the word of the Lord. And uh, we're going to read from 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Uh, we have a, we're going to look at verse 23, 24, and then we're going to go back to 22 and work our way even back beyond that and move forward. Uh, but but we're, we're, we're concentrating on verse 23 and 24. The very God of peace. How many thank God for the very God of peace? He will sanctify you wholly or completely. He'll do it. He'll sanctify you completely. And I pray, God, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. That is the goal, ladies and gentlemen, that our spirit, that our soul and our body be preserved blameless. Your spirit, soul, and body are made blameless when you repent of your sins and are baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. The reason that it happens in this act of faith is that you are letting the old person, which is you and your history, you're letting that die and be buried in the watery grave of baptism and it is the New Testament circumcision of the heart. You are entering into covenant with the Lord. And you are taking on a new name, a new identity. And that new identity and that new name is the name and identity of Jesus Christ. Who is blameless. Who is innocent. You and I, we have blame. We are worthy of the death he died. He was not worthy of the death he died. And he, by virtue of the fact that we have entered into, into his death with him by baptism into his death, we receive his innocence and his blamelessness. So now when we stand before the Lord, this is why baptism is so important. And it's so important that it be administered in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Because it is the identity of God in this earth and when we stand in judgment, we do not stand as our old man. But we stand as a new man and a new woman created in Christ Jesus. And, uh, and yet, the Apostle Paul confirms that there are some who have gone back to their old ways. In fact, the scripture actually speaks of it on, on this 
wise, like a dog returning to its vomit, a pig wallowing in the mire, going back to the old man, and, and the, it's a backsliding is what the Bible refers to it as. And so he teaches us it's not, it's not, it's not just about being blameless, but it's about being preserved blameless unto our come, the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So we're talking about being preserved blameless under the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. And verse 22, the Bible gives us insight into the very thing that robs us, if you please, of this blamelessness. The thing that robs us of this blamelessness. And it is this. Verse 22, the Bible teaches us, abstain from all appearance of evil. What robs us of our blamelessness in Christ is what robbed Adam and Eve of their innocence. Evil. Being tempted by it. Falling into it. Being lured into it. Evil robs us of our innocence. Robs us of our blamelessness. So the Apostle Paul says abstain from all appearance of evil. Now every single one of us have tried to abstain. And every single one of us have failed. And so we're talking tonight about how to abstain from all appearance of evil. The Apostle Paul didn't just show up one day and say abstain from all appearance of evil. He, like a good teacher and like a wise master builder, he laid a foundation upon which the child of God, the believer, the born-again believer, can be preserved blameless and can establish their goings and prepare their heart to abstain from all appearance of evil. He, listen, he didn't just say abstain from evil. He said, abstain from all appearance of evil. He said, you make sure, don't, don't go near it, don't touch it, don't, go, don't, don't put yourself in proximity of it. And so if you're flirting with it tonight, if you're getting too close to evil, then, then, then let this message be a, a sound of alarm for you. Because what it's trying to do is trying to rob you of the innocence that God is trying to give to you. And when that happens, you stand before God in judgment without the innocence of Christ, without the blamelessness of Christ. And, and you're on your own when it comes to facing the judgment of God. And you don't, you don't know fierceness until you have faced the fierceness of God. You, you don't know wrath until you, you thought your, your mom or dad had wrath. You don't know wrath until you have faced the wrath of Almighty God. There are two things you need to know about the anger of God. One, and this is what we preach most of the time, He is slow to anger. Thank God. Because we'd all be in hell if He wasn't slow to anger. He is slow to anger. That's one. Two, His anger is fierce. His anger is fierce. Some have, have encountered the anger of God. And it kind of goes like this. The earth opened up and swallowed them. It kind of goes like this. Fire fell from heaven and consumed them. 
His anger is fierce. He's slow to it. And he gives chance after chance after chance after chance. And he has mercy, mercy, and he, mercy endures, endures forever. But, but, but there's such a thing as wickedness and there's such a thing as evil. And God's wrath toward it is fierce. And so I implore you tonight to hear the word of the Lord as we talk about abstaining from all appearance of evil. The importance of abstaining from all appearance of evil. Now, again, this is the final, this is the final uh, level, if you please. This is the final admonishment that the Apostle Paul gave to the church at Thessalonica as he prepares them to, to be preserved blameless. The final admonishment was abstain from all appearance of evil. But the first admonishment was, this is, how you, this is how you abstain from all appearance of evil. Number one, you rejoice evermore. Don't stop rejoicing. And we talked about that last week. It comes from a good report. Receive the good report of the Lord. Hear the testimony of the righteous. Hear what thus saith the Lord. Put yourself under the influence of the word of God. Hallelujah. That's why it's important that you be here on a night like tonight. That's why it's important that you be here on Sunday. It's why it's important that you, that you submit. I almost said subject, but submit yourself to the word of the Lord and say, God, I need a word from you. Now, we like the, the word from God that we agree with, correct? We like saying amen. We don't like saying, uh-oh. We like saying amen. And, and so sometimes we will, people will heap to themselves teachers because they have itching ears. And they, they want, the teacher has itching ears and the person has itching ears. And they want to hear something that will scratch their itch. And the teacher kind of likes to have something that will scratch their itch. When they come off of the... Off of the platform, they want somebody to come up and tell them, you did awesome. They don't want somebody coming up and telling them, I don't agree with what you said. But it's important to be true to the word of God. Let me tell you something. His opinion matters more than anybody's because his opinion is not opinion, but his opinion is truth. So we talked tonight about the second level that the Apostle Paul laid out, the second foundation, if you please, that he laid out in helping us to be blameless, which means to abstain from all appearance of evil. And the first foundation was rejoice evermore, letting the good report of the Lord create a calm in you and give you a, a, a wellness of your soul and rejoicing in that, rejoicing in the good report of the Lord. But the second foundation that he lays is this, pray without ceasing. Pray without ceasing. This is the second foundation that the Apostle Paul lays down and says, I'm trying to teach you how to abstain from all appearance of evil. If you ignore these levels of foundation, I'm just going to read through them. And, and we're not going to talk about all of them tonight, but I'm going to read through them. Rejoice evermore. Pray without ceasing. 
In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Quench not the spirit, despise not prophesyings, prove all things, hold fast that which is good. Now you are more than equipped to abstain from all appearance of evil. If you try to abstain from all appearance of evil, and you should do everything in your power, but, but, but the only way you're going to truly abstain is to not do it with your power, but with the power of the Holy Ghost. Then you will succeed. You will actually succeed, and you will have victory over evil, and you need victory over evil. Evil and the knowledge of it, just the knowledge of it, drove Adam and Eve out of the Garden of Eden. And so when you, when you embrace it, it wreaks all sorts of havoc and hell in your life. That's what happens in your life. You know, the, the peace of God that comes upon you. How many got peace when you were filled with the Holy Ghost? Glory to God. How many knows what it feels like to be going through a trial or a set of circumstances and all of a sudden the peace like a river, like a, a sweet touch of God from heaven comes upon you. Listen, the Holy Ghost inside of you is the earnest of your inheritance. That means that you're feeling just a little bit of what heaven is going to be like. The same is true of the chaos, the confusion, and the havoc that results from evil. It is just a little bit of what hell is going to be like. And so we must abstain from all appearance of evil and to do that, you have got to establish a prayer life. Not a prayer life in the sense that, that this is something that I do, uh, you know, now and then. This is something that I make a part of my life. But it is actually a life of prayer. Not just a, a life that includes prayer, but it is a life that is overwhelmed with, that is consumed by, that is saturated with prayer 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 is communion with God and when you remember if you will that paradise that great garden of pleasure that God gave unto Adam and Eve if you remember that that paradise was in fact marked with communion by communion with God what made that such a special place was being in communion with the Lord of glory. So prayer is a return to that paradise, to that place of communion with God. Now, one of the reasons why we have trouble, first of all, we need to understand two things. Number one, we need to understand the power of prayer. Secondly, we need to understand the power of prayer without ceasing. Those are two different things. And we're going to talk about that. But... But let me say that one of the reasons why that is an intimidating concept to us is that we know how busy we are. We know how our minds have to focus, have to be, have to be you know, laser focused on many occasions. We know that our, our life is consumed by different responsibilities. We look down at our schedule and we're already having trouble fitting Another phone call into it, let alone more time to pray. And then one of the reasons why that's intimidating is because we have sensationalized prayer. 
And we have made prayer to be something that prayer is not. We actually are somewhat like those Pharisees that Jesus warned us about. When he said, when you pray, don't do it like the Pharisees. You don't have to put on your big robe and go out in front of everybody and, and shout out to the top of your lungs some soliloquy. But when you pray, go into your closet and pray to God in secret. And what he meant by that was when you pray, you, do it in, in, you can do it in the most private of ways. And I'm going to tell you something. If you're like me, you've learned by now that you don't need to do, pardon the expression, you don't need to do nothing without praying. That next meeting you got, you better pray before it starts. That next, that next conversation you have that there's a lot weighing on it, you better pray before you go into that conversation. You don't need, you don't need your mental faculties sharpened and, and ready. You need the power of the Holy Ghost. What if you walked into those meetings and instead of, of being on your A game, what if you were operating in the word of knowledge and in the word of wisdom? What if when you went into those meetings, you weren't necessarily at your highest level of optimal performance, but instead you were operating in the working of miracles and the discernment of spirits? See, we think that the gifts of the Spirit operate on Sunday, Wednesday. That's when the gifts of the Spirit operate. We can't operate in the gifts of the Spirit until Sunday morning from 10.30 to 12.15. No, no, no. The gifts of the Spirit are to be in operation every moment that we walk. We walk in the Spirit. And we do not fulfill the lust of the flesh as a result. Because we are walking in the Spirit. Prayer sensitizes you to the operation of the Holy Ghost. Prayer opens up ears you didn't know you had. Eyes you didn't realize you had. Prayer opens up your mind to the things that matter to God. And if you will make prayer not a part of your life, but make prayer your life, then you will walk in the power of the Holy Ghost. And you'll, you say, well, I don't know if I want to do that because that's kind of intimidating. I'll leave that to the super spiritual expert. You are a super spiritual expert. You shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses unto me. And so this comes through prayer. Prayer opens us up and allows us to operate in the gifts of the Spirit. It allows us to operate in the fruit of the Spirit. The gifts of the Spirit work through the fruit of the Spirit. And, and where the, where the uh, fruit of the Spirit are allowed to grow, the gifts of the Spirit are allowed to flow. And if we'll allow that process to take its course, and the way we do it is through prayer. It is through prayer. Let's look at Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6. I think sometimes uh, we are intimidated by uh, people who we think are much more skilled at praying. And we feel like we would, we would be uh, better suited if we didn't have to compete with people 
who are so much better at praying than we are. You don't have to compete with anybody in prayer. Prayer is communion between your soul and the maker of your soul. And so you just open up. You know, here's how you pray. You speak from your heart. What's on your heart, you take it to God. In fact, if it's on your heart, always take it to God. Don't try to handle it yourself. God, I need you, Lord, to handle this matter. I need you to take this situation. I need you to speak to this situation. I need you to move upon this individual. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guarantee you, and I'm not a prophet for saying this, but if you'll pray about it, it will improve. Something will happen. Now, now God, listen, it might be as little as God giving you peace in the midst of your storm, but something will happen in your circumstances that, that will be reflective of the moving of the Spirit of God. Matthew chapter 6 and, uh, and we're looking at what the word of the Lord deals with in regard to the Lord's prayer. We call it the Lord's prayer. He teaches them in verse number 7. Now in the book of Luke, they say to him, Lord, teach us to pray. And he says, when you pray, pray in this manner. Verse number 7. When you pray, use not vain repetitions as the heathen do. Oh, I just thought we weren't supposed to be using vain repetitions. No, the reason we don't use rep vain repetitions is because that's what the heathen do. Vain repetitions are those obligatory prayers we pray. Vain repetitions are those things that we say that aren't coming from the heart. The reason they are vain repetitions is because they don't, they don't get to God's ears. If it's not coming from your heart, God only hears the heart. And I'm going to tell you, he'll hear anybody's heart. It doesn't matter how long you have or haven't served the Lord. If you, if you cry out from your heart, that prayer and that cry pierces the heavens. And God, and, and, and you know what? He might rebuke you. He might correct you. But he hears you. He hears prayers from the heart. And he does not respond to vain repetitions if you don't mean it you might as well not say it if it's not coming from your heart and you say oh well but what if i need to pray it and it's but it's not coming from well then you keep confessing it with your mouth until you believe it in your heart so that it will come from your heart because it must come from your heart he said in verse number seven, this is what the heathen do. For they think that they shall be heard for their much speaking. So some people say, I've got to pray an hour. And so they, they set the alarm for an hour. And they pray and they pray and they pray for everybody they know. And they pray for everything they can think of. And they repent for everything they've done wrong. And not everything because it takes a lot longer. But they, but they give it a good shot. And they pray and they pray and they pray. And they look back at the clock and seven minutes and 42 seconds have passed. And what are they going to do now? Because they got all this time they got to fill up. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, that's, that God's not looking. Don't you know he dwells in eternity? He's not, he's not trying to get you to satisfy a block of time. He wants from your heart communion with him. And if you'll commune with him from your heart every day, every day. And I understand, ladies and gentlemen, there's some days you wake up a little more spiritual than other days. You know, if you just woke up from some chainsaw-wielding nightmare 
chasing you through the woods and huh, you wake up, you're ready to pray. You wake up some mornings and all you can, you're not thinking about chainsaw man running after you. You're thinking about, oh my word, I got this big, terrible day in front of me. And you're not, you, all you can think about is coffee, not Jesus, coffee. So you got to get in, you got to get in the groove a little bit with your prayer. You got to kind of get into a place where you can commune with the Lord. And coffee's not going to do it. Don't let coffee substitute the presence of the Lord. You know, it's one of the reasons, and I'm not taking shots. I probably shouldn't say this, so y'all forgive me, please. But I'm just going to say, sometimes it's easy to set up coffee when people are walking in to a service that's going to be an hour and 15 minutes long so that for that hour and 15 minutes, they're buzzing. And they walk out thinking, wow, that was great. I loved it. Don't let coffee substitute the moving of the Holy Ghost. And I'm not preaching against coffee. I'm not. But, I, but don't let coffee or a, we don't need a caffeine high. We need power. We need power from God. And when we wake up in the morning, we better do something to touch God. And you got to break out of that carnal man. You got to break out of that flesh in order to touch God. You know, sometimes if, I, if I'm not feeling it, then I, I do something so that I will begin to get into a mind and a mode of prayer. I don't just wake up, you know, and, and step foot on water. That's not how that works. When I wake up in the morning, I'm dreading some days. And I'm thinking, man, I got, God, I need you today. I got to touch the hem of your garment today. And all I feel like doing is just dreading the rest of this day. And, but if I do that, then I'm going to be irritable, I'm going to be angry, I'm going to be angry at myself, I'm going to be angry at my family and others around me. I need God to soften my spirit. I need God to tenderize my heart. I need a Holy Ghost touch. Hallelujah. When you don't feel, when you don't feel like entering into the presence of the Lord, sing. Sing unto the Lord a new song. Glory. Sing something. Hallelujah, praise the Lamb. Hallelujah, praise the Lamb. My heart sings His praise again. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you, you do that. You, go, you get three, four syllables into that. And you, oh, God, I love you. I praise you. I worship you. I need you. Hallelujah. Next thing you know, you'll be talking in tongues, ready to face your day. Sometimes you're afraid to pray because you, you don't know that you can get everything out that needs to come out. If you don't have time to go down your whole prayer list before you get to work, then, then, then maybe you need to pray a particular form of prayer. And we're going to talk about all prayer, all types of prayer, because there are multiple angles of prayer that we should always engage in. And so this, what this does is it, it feeds this, this inner man. It strengthens me, and I, I become sensitive to the Holy Ghost, and I become sensitive to the needs of others, and I have a wisdom I didn't have before I prayed. 
I do. I have a knowledge that I did not have before I prayed. And I'm going to tell you something. When, when, when David said, take not thy Holy Spirit from me, I can relate to that. I'm going to tell you, y'all better pray God doesn't take the Holy Spirit away from me. Because I'm worth nothing without the Holy Ghost. It is the anointing of God that gives me breath. It is the anointing of God that puts the blood through my veins. It's the anointing of God that forms the words in my mouth. I need him every moment of every day. And so prayer is what causes that to develop. So we read on. Verse number 8. Be ye not therefore like unto them. For your father knoweth what things you have need of before you ask him. Ask him, but he knows what you have need of before you ask him. You, you, don't, you don't have to be afraid that you didn't cover all the bases and go through much speaking. In fact, I have learned it's best to pray and navigate your way through prayer and follow where the Spirit leads you through prayer. Because what you need to pray for, the Spirit will remind you what you need to pray for. All right, pray for this now. And you call them, you may not have talked to them for four years. I wonder how they're doing. Pray for them at the Spirit of the Lord. I've woke up some mornings and God put names of people in my spirit that I haven't seen or talked to in multiple years. But the Holy Ghost is moving on me to pray for them and to call their names out in prayer. So we pray for them. Listen. There's no reason why you shouldn't pray without ceasing because there's a lot to pray about. Amen. Verse number 9. After this manner, therefore, pray ye, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. And here's, the, here's perhaps one of the most important words of the whole prayer. Amen. So be it. That's not just a formality in prayer. That's not just us saying, all right, i got to come to a close. So sincerely, Joel, no, no, no. So it is done because I prayed it in faith, believing it is therefore done. What is done? Thy will is done in the earth as it is in heaven because I prayed it. Give us this day our daily bread is done. I don't have to worry about this day because I prayed it in faith believing. So there's daily bread. I can expect it today. Everything I need will be provided unto me because I have called upon my heavenly father. I have worshipped him. His is the kingdom. Thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Lead us not into temptation. Deliver us from evil. My God, this, this is what Jesus is telling them on, in this Sermon on the Mount, that we should pray, deliver us from evil. He's talking about abstaining from all appearance of evil. He's telling, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. These things happen when we pray them. We must understand about prayer that as we pray it from our heart, 
in faith believing, it is done. In the name of Jesus. I'm not, I, don't, I don't pray it. I'm not begging God. I, I am empowered by God to pray it done. Hallelujah. I am empowered by God. When I call somebody's name out in prayer, I am empowered by the Holy Ghost to pray it done in Jesus' name. Oh, hallelujah. I am empowered by the Holy Ghost to speak a word of life into those circumstances and pray it complete in Jesus' name. This is the power of prayer. The church must never stop praying. Pray without ceasing. So let me ask you, should prayer cease? Should we cease praying? You say, well, pastor, i got to go to bed at some point. You, you go on to bed. But prayer must never cease. Go to bed praying. Go to bed praying. Glory to God. He said, blessed is the man who walks not after the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day. That's right. Now, and night. That means while I'm sleeping, I am meditating on the things of God. How many, have, how many have found out as you've walked with God that sometimes the devil will come at you while you're asleep? Let me see a show of hands. Anybody ever found Sometimes the devil will come at you while you're asleep, and you wake up in the morning, you don't, if you're like me, you don't remember any of your dreams. And it was, I've, I've had sermon thoughts come to me in the night. That while I was dreaming those sermon thoughts, I was so inspired. Oh, oh, oh my. Woo, this is powerful. And I wake up in the morning and it was nothing. I thought it was the angel Gabriel and it was Gabriel's pizza. I don't know what it was. I, I, it was nothing. And I, and I wake up thinking, man, I thought I was having a, a good godly dream about his, some revelation, some enlightenment. This was going to change the world. But when I woke up, there wasn't much to it. But, but let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, that when you will fall asleep meditating on the things of God, fall asleep thinking about the goodness of the Lord, fall, your spirit will continue praying to the Lord. Just like your brain, your brain doesn't shut down while you're asleep. There's a disconnect between your brain and your body. Elect, 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 electrically, there is a disconnect. But, there is, but your brain does not actually go to sleep. That's why you dream. The craziest dreams. You know, your, your, your second grade teacher shows up in the car you had, first car you ever had. And somebody you met last week is sitting there talking to your second grade teacher. And, and, and you go driving to your grandma, is hitchhiking down the road. And you're, what? I don't, what where's this coming from? Because your brain didn't go to sleep. And your spirit does not stop. So, so let yourself meditate on him day and night. I'm just giving you some practical ways to keep on praying. Fall asleep praying. Wake up and sing a song to enter into new, a new day of prayer. Unceasing prayer. And uh, I want to turn your attention to Ephesians chapter 6. This is the spiritual warfare chapter. Ephesians chapter 6. And we are reading from the 10th verse. You're probably familiar with this passage. If you're, if you're living life without unceasing prayer, 
you are making things very hard on yourself. And it might be a contributing factor to some of the health problems you have. Because prayer, prayer will bring blood pressure down. Prayer will bring stress levels down. Prayer will bring anxiety down. In Jesus' name, come on. Prayer, prayer will bring the peace of God into your circumstances. Prayer will, prayer will drive out the spirit of fear that attacks you and your family. Hallelujah. You know what I'm talking about. Because you, you've gone through days and you're not sure exactly how to handle certain things. And you're trying to handle it this way and that way. And then all of a sudden, it's like a light bulb goes off. Oh, my word. Boy, we haven't prayed about it yet. So you speak the word of life and you pray the prayer of faith. And the next thing you know, here comes the peace of God. Here comes the joy of the Lord. The angels of God are dispatched from the presence of the Lord to minister to the heirs of salvation. Hallelujah. Don't, don't go without prayer. Pray without ceasing. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Now he's going to tell you how to do that. How to be strong in the Lord. How to be uh, strong in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God. That you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. But against, this is why it's no sense in you getting mad at, at your brother or sister. Because you're not wrestling against flesh and blood. There are principalities and powers at work. Those are the things that are trying to destroy me. This is why I can't harbor feelings of unforgiveness against somebody. Even if they've done me wrong. Because I'm not wrestling against their flesh or blood, but against the principality and the power that has motivated them to do this. Against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God. Because the armor of God is capable to fight these intangible battles. I don't need Saul's armor, I need God's armor. That you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand stand therefore but I'm standing I've done all to stand I've done everything I can to stand I've tried to I've tried to deal with this therapeutically I've tried to deal with this with a higher mental capacity. I've tried to deal with this educationally. I've tried to deal with this emotionally. I've tried to deal with this relationally. But I've done all to stand and that has failed. Now I stand with new power as a new man, as a new creature. I stand therefore having my loins girt about with truth. Having on the breastplate of righteousness. My feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. And above all, taking the shield of faith. Wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Do you know where the wicked get their darts? How they catch them on fire? They dip them into hell. And then they let them fly. But through the armor of God, the shield of faith... You're able to quench. That means put out the fire. So it might, it might, might even, you might even feel a puncture every now and then, but you're not going to get burned. Just like the snake bit Paul, but there was no venom to course through his veins. 
Because the blood God put in his body had advantage over the venom that the snake had deposited into his veins. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. And verse 18 gives us understanding of how we are to employ this armor. Praying. Always. With all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. And watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Praying always with all prayer. When you pray, don't pray with just some prayer. Pray with all prayer. There's praise. There's repentance. There's supplication. There's intercession. There's worship. These are all forms of prayer that you have at your disposal. And when you employ all that prayer, this is what causes the breastplate of righteousness to come into place. Do you you happen to know where in Cincinnati they sell a breastplate of righteousness? Because I'd like to get one of those. (laughs) Do you know if Dick Sporting Goods has a helmet of salvation? Do you think Bass Pro Shop might have Sword of the Spirit, whatever? You cannot put your hands on this armor and place it on yourself. You have to go in faith believing and pray it on to you. And so as you pray with all prayer, the breastplate comes up and the shield of faith shows up and the sword of the Spirit shows up and the helmet of salvation arrives in place. And you are suited for battle. You are suited to do the work and the will of God. And you better take that with you when you try to do the work and the will of God. Don't you go out onto that battlefield with Saul's armor. A bunch of carnal weapons that have no power over Goliath or over a lion or even over a bear. But you better take on the whole armor of God. Because there will be stuff flying at you. And if you're trying to fight this with your flesh, you will lose every time. But if you'll go forth in the power of the Holy Ghost, child of God, you're going to win. You're going to be victorious. We are more than conquerors through him that loved us. We are more than conquerors through him that loved us. When I pray with all prayer, my helmet is secured in place. So I praise God. I open my prayer with praise. I enter into his gates with thanksgiving, into his courts with praise. I'm thankful unto him and bless his name. If you are, if you were trying to pray and, and you have been known to drive people out of the house with your singing and you don't think that's a good approach, then start with just thanking God. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness to me. Thank you, Lord, for health in my body. Hallelujah. But, Pastor, I don't have health in my body. Do you got anything healthy in it? Well, my, my, my lungs have been acting up. Then thank you for your healthy kidneys. Thank you for your healthy heart. Thank you for your healthy arms, your healthy legs, your healthy brain. Come on, your healthy stomach, your healthy something. Thank him. Thank him for what's going good. And if you'll start thanking him for what's going good, you'll actually develop such a good spirit, you'll thank him for what went wrong. You 
don't end up saying, God, I thank you for all that bad stuff that I used to be so upset about. I thank God because I'm a better person because of it. So enter into his gates with thanksgiving and enter into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. Hallelujah. I bless you, Lord. I praise you, Lord. And before long, you're going to find out that it was hard to get started. But once you got started, it's hard to stop. Because it feels too good to praise his name. It feels so right to lift him up. It just does something to my soul. It does something to my spirit. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to the Lamb of God. Hallelujah. 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 I love to praise the Lord. I love to praise the Lord. I enjoy praising God. I enjoy lifting up His name and giving Him praise for all of the attributes that He is. He is the Lamb of God, slain from the foundation of the world. You are the King of all kings. You are the Lord of all lords. You are my wonderful. You are the Prince of Peace. Hallelujah. You are my counselor. I worship you. You are worthy of my praise. You are worthy of my obedience. You are worthy of my sacrifice. You are worthy of me laying down my life. Hallelujah. You are worthy of me saying, God, not my will, but thy will be done. You are, you are worthy of that, Lord. It's, it's praise. Whew, hallelujah. Glory to God. Just open up your mouth and let the praise fly. My God, I'm going to tell you something, folks. The devil won't hang around. When you're praising God, he hates that praise. So you praise God. Praise him in the morning. Praise him in the noonday. Praise him when the sun goes. Hallelujah. Glory to God. What am I going to praise him for? Praise him for his mighty acts. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Glory, praise Him. Lift Him up and praise His name. This is how I pray without ceasing. There's a continual river of praise. I worship you, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. He made a way when there was no way. He brought me out of darkness. He set my feet upon a rock to stay. He lifted me. He loved me. When I was unlovable, he loved me. When I didn't love him, he loved me. When I didn't want to love him, he loved me. I have a reason to praise God. I have a reason to praise God. Glory. I have a reason to praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Come on, that's it. You can go ahead and praise him right now. You can go ahead and praise him right now. Come on, you can praise him right now. 
He's worthy of your praise. He's worthy of your praise. He's worthy of your thanksgiving. Woo! Hallelujah. Glory to the Lamb of God. Glory to the Lamb of God. Glory to the Lamb of God. Oh, let's clap our hands unto the Lord tonight. Hallelujah. Woo. Yes. Yes. Yes, he's worthy. My God, I feel the Holy Ghost in this house. Yes, he's worthy of praise. Yes, he's worthy of praise. In adoration. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Let me just quickly, let me just quickly go over a couple of other forms of prayer. He says praying with all prayer. So you pray with praise. This is how you pray without ceasing. You let praise continually flow out of your mouth. Thank you, Jesus. I praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Let me, I, you know, I, you spend time with the elders. I've been with preachers before, and I, I've learned what they were doing. It, it took me off guard for a little while, but, but I learned what they were doing. They were praying without ceasing. I've been in cars with them, and they, 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 getting in the car, they'd praise the Lord. You know, they're trying to, trying to get in, and they're holding on to that handle. You know what I'm talking about? And they're at that, that vulnerable spot of where the, their legs are in an awkward position, and they're just praying to God. That's a real seat there. And they, they land in the car and they say, thank you, Jesus. They get out and as they're pulling themselves out, glory to God. Hallelujah. What do they do? They're praising God. They're praying without ceasing. Just let the praise flow. Thank you, Lord. I give you glory and honor. I praise you, Jesus. I praise you, Jesus. I walk out into this night sky tonight, and I'm going to tell you, I know what will happen. It happens every time. Every time I open the door and I step out into the nature that God created, it, it comes on me again that my God is great, and he's greatly to be praised. And I say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for giving us this day. Thank you, Lord, for giving us this day. Oh, hallelujah. Praise. Repentance. Repentance. Lord. Lead me not unto temptation. Deliver me from evil. I don't want any part of it. And I know my flesh. I'll go find evil and jump into it if it's up to my flesh. But Lord, deliver me from evil. Lead me not into temptation. When are we going to learn that we don't know and he does know? When are we going to learn that we need him? Hallelujah. We need him for every decision. We need him for every step that we take. We need him. You say that's a big responsibility to have faith for every step that you take. Listen to what the scripture teaches us. The scripture teaches us at the end of 1 Thessalonians 5 and 24. Faithful is he that calleth you who also will do it. I'm going to tell you if you'll pray continually, unceasingly praise him, he will protect you from stuff. You didn't even know you needed protection from. Let me tell you, let me tell you how, let me just explain. This is a level of the Holy Ghost, of walking in the Spirit. Now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to unlock this for you in Jesus' name. Hear what thus saith the Lord. There is a level 
of walking in the Spirit where the Holy Ghost will prevent you from the things you genuinely desire that are not of God. You, you, your flesh intends and is, is directing itself but because you have been faithful to God and you have been in prayer and you have been praising God the Holy Ghost will, will come down and he will take a hold of your heart and change it when you didn't mean to change it and you didn't intend to change it but because you've been praying without ceasing and you've been praising God and your flesh was starting to rise up because you have given it all to God the Holy Ghost will step down and this is what the Bible says if you walk in the spirit you shall not fulfill the lusts of the flesh that doesn't mean that you're going to be that, that, that you're going to be this individual who never desires anything fleshly. It means that the Holy Ghost comes down and stops it. No. No, because you've been faithful to me and I'll be faithful to you. No, because you have put me first and I'm going to do what I promised I would do. I'm going to stop you from what you desired to do. I'm going to stop you from going down that road even when you had every intention of going down that road. I'm just telling you that this is how the Holy Ghost works. Hallelujah. He's going to keep you blameless. He's going to preserve you blameless if you let him, 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 he'll preserve you blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ if you let him. But you're trying to just abstain, 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 abstain. You keep trying to abstain and you'll continue falling. But if you'll rejoice evermore and pray without ceasing, you're well on your way to abstaining from all appearance of evil. Come on, somebody, lift your hands and praise the Lord. Come on, somebody, lift your hands and praise the Lord. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Woo, glory, 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 hallelujah, hallelujah. <laughs> yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. Let's talk about this form of prayer for just a moment. Intercessory prayer, intercessory prayer. This is one of the most noble forms of prayer. This is one of the most powerful forms of prayer. This is where miracles happen. When you begin to participate in intercessory prayer. The Bible says that the Lord turned again the captivity of Job. That horrible, horrible situation in the book of Job. But the Bible said that the Lord turned again the captivity of Job when he prayed for his friends. When you start praying for somebody else. You watch out because the miracles are going to flow with a power you've never seen before. This is where miracles happen. When God finds intercessors who avail themselves to prayer for others. When you pray for somebody with the same intensity as you would pray for yourself. If it was your own life hanging in the balance. If it was your own survival that you were desperate for. But in fact, it's theirs. But you pray for them with that intensity. 
you will break through to the miraculous on their behalf and they will be healed. I'm going to tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. I just want to share this. There is a downgrade of the miraculous when there are no intercessors. When there are intercessors, things begin to happen. Powerful things. When you feel empathy for someone or sympathy for someone or compassion for someone, pray for them because God is trying to use you in the gift of the working of miracles. I have shared this before, but I, have, I remember three distinct, four distinct moments where that the Spirit of God moved on me in such a way that I knew that if I would pray until it, the burden lifted, they would be healed. I knew it. I, went, I was 13 years old the first time it happened. It was for my grandmother. She was dying of a heart attack in Salt Lake City. She had died. And they shocked her back to life three times. And she was dying. Her, the back of her heart exploded. She was actually in the hospital, supposed to have a quadruple bypass. And overnight, while she was waiting, the back of her heart exploded. And she died. My grandfather was in that room, and they said, Reverend Urshan, there's nothing more that we can do for her. We've done everything we can. He said, shock her one last time. They said, we don't even know if her heart can take it. He said, shock it one last time. They went over to her heart. They said, it won't work. It never works past this point. He said, do it. And they, they proceeded to shock it. And as they shocked it, he said, Lord, move that heart muscle now. And, and it did. And it never, it never did digress from that point. Meanwhile, I was back at home in Kokomo, Indiana, 13 years old, walked into my house and my mother said Joel we've got to pray grandma is dying she was at a general conference in Salt Lake City and she was just dying I went to my room I had just walked in from school I walked to my went to my room I shut the door when you pray go into your closet and touch God I was 13 years old I shut the door and I locked it and I got down beside my bed and I wailed before God and I wept before God and I travailed in the Holy Ghost I didn't know what to pray so I spoke in tongues and 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 I prayed to God and I crawled all across that bed and all across that floor and I wailed and I wept and I travailed until I woke up didn't even know I fell asleep but when I woke up I knew that the miracle had happened I didn't even have to ask anybody I didn't even have to get confirmation from somebody but to the faith of a 13 year old child I knew something had been moved in the Holy Ghost and I'm telling you ladies and gentlemen if you will say I'm gonna if you want God to use you for anything Ask him to use you as an intercessor. Ask us. This world needs intercessors. This world needs people who will weep and wail and moan and travail. And I'm going to tell you something. Whatever you're going through right now is merely a distraction from intercessory prayer. God has called you, anointed you, appointed you to be intercessors for those who are in need of a touch of God. Oh, hallelujah. 
Why don't you do it right now? Why don't you lift your hands and say, God, use me as an intercessor. Come on, the Bible says I looked for an intercessor and I found none. So my own arm brought salvation. Lord, if you can use anything, you can use me as an intercessor, as a prayer warrior. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody who will rise to the call of an intercessor. Why don't you stand to your feet right now? Somebody who will rise to the calling of God as an intercessor. My God in heaven, you got somebody right now who's on your heart. Don't ignore it. Pray it. Pray it done in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Pray it done in the name of Jesus. Pray it done in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let the compassion of God well up inside of you. Let God give you his heart for them. Let God give you his heart for them. In the name of the Lord, in the name of the Lord, in the name of the Lord, in the name of the Lord. In the name of the Lord, in the name of the Lord, in the name of the Lord. In the name of the Lord Jesus. In the name of the Lord Jesus. I want some young people to come forward who God has called right now. God has called you as an intercessory. An intercessor in Jesus. That's it. Come on. In the name of Jesus. Come and lift up your hands and say, God, I'm, I'm receiving the call right now. I'm heeding the call as an intercessor in the name of Jesus. Come on. That's it. That's it, young people. That's it. God bless these young people. I'm going to tell you, they can pray miracles into existence. They can pray revivals into place. In the name of Jesus. 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 Come on, saying to God, is there somebody who feels it in the Holy Ghost? Cry aloud and spare not. Cry aloud and spare not. Let prayer come forth from your spirit right now. Hallelujah. I need somebody to come and pray for these young people. Help us pray. These are young intercessors. That's it. Come on. That's it. God bless you. In the name of Jesus. These are young intercessors. Come on in the name of the Lord. 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 Hallelujah. Young people, you've got stuff weighing on your heart. Don't worry about it. Pray about it. Don't worry about it. Pray about it. Hallelujah. Weep over it. Bring it to God. Lay it down at his cross. In the name of Jesus. Lay it down at his cross. Oh God, I give it to you. Hallelujah. If there's somebody here tonight who has to bring, needs to bring something to God, bring it and lay it down at the foot of the cross. In the name of Jesus. Come on, that's it. That's it. That's it. Let the anointing of God flow. Let the anointing of God flow. Let the anointing of God flow. Oh, hallelujah. 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 In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. That's it. That's it. That's it. Hallelujah. The Spirit of the Lord be upon you, honey. The Spirit of the Lord be upon you in the name of Jesus. That's it, God. I give you everything. I hold nothing back from you. I give you all of my heart and all of my soul. Hallelujah. 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 I give you all of my heart and all of my soul. In the name of Jesus, be kadayala mohoshai. That's in the we are in the name of Jesus Christ. That's in the Lord has set His favor upon you. In the name of Jesus Christ, 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 in the name of Jesus Christ,
Come on, that's it. That's it all across this house. Just let the praises of God lift from your spirit right now. Let the praises of God fill this house. Let the praises of God fill this house. Shadaya la la ba you can use the name of Jesus in the name of the Lord Jesus. You can use the name of the Lord Jesus. You can use the name of the Lord Jesus. You can use the name of the Lord Jesus. Take my hands, Lord. Take my feet. Touch my heart, Lord. Speak. If you can use the name of the Lord Yes, that's it. I love you. If you can use anything, Lord, you can 